0: Uh, apartments are are a pretty safe bet i mean it's the only not the only but w- one of the only uh, real estate assets you can get non recourse financing on from a you know from fannie or freddie right so that kind of tells you how uh, how it's not obviously safe but it's it's i'd say there's less risk in that as opposed to some other ways to do real estate
1: Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. Josh Cantwell. If you love entrepreneurship and investing in real estate, then you are in the right place. Josh is the CEO of Freeland Ventures Real Estate Private Equity and has personally invested in well over 500 properties all across the country. He's also made hundreds of private lender loans and owns over 1,000 units of apartments. Josh is an expert at raising private money for deals and he prides himself on never having had a boss in his entire adult life. Josh and his team also mentor investors and entrepreneurs from all over the world. He doesn't dream about doing deals. He actually does them, and so do his listeners and students. Now sit back, listen, listen, learn, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast.
2: So hey, welcome back to Accelerated Investor. I am uh, so excited and grateful and honored that you're back with me again today. Uh, to learn more, to get better, to level up your business, level up your investing, level up your entrepreneurial journey. I'm excited to be with my new friend, Kenny Wolf, today. I met Kenny uh, recently, just in the last couple of months, uh, through a mutual friend, Augustino. Augustino was a guest on the Accelerated Investor podcast. Uh, I was fortunate to meet up with Kenny and Augustino about a month or two ago for some amazing vegan food in Lakewood, <laughs> Ohio. And um, and Kenny is a wildly successful multifamily investor. Um, he has an, uh, apartments and 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 different investments in Texas. Colorado Louisiana Oklahoma Ohio has been involved in over 180 million dollars worth of multifamily investments and just yesterday was up in my backyard in Cleveland Ohio scouting properties looking at some investments that he has up here and today we're going to talk about multifamily investing and also talk about Kenny's entrepreneurial journey so welcome Kenny Wolf to the show Kenny what's going on bud how are you Hey, good, Josh. How are you? I'm fantastic. So, you were up in Cleveland yesterday. So, tell me about your day. What were you doing? Looking at existing projects that you have, scouting for new ones, and checking yeah, out ve- checking out vegan restaurants. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I always got to hit up
0: uh, Cleveland Vegan uh, there in Lakewood. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, right by the airport. So, uh, but yeah, out there for the day. Uh, day trip. It's a long day from Dallas, but uh, uh, we we own um, 100, 126 units there in uh, Euclid, Ohio. Uh, it's now rebranded into Lakeland Tower. Um, and then we, we're closing on 148 units in the next two, three weeks over by the airport as well. So, and then, yeah, looking at some downtown properties.
2: Nice. Yeah, we have a little uh, little project that we're potentially cooking up that we're uh, right. kind of looking at together. We'll leave that for another day. Um, so Kenny, yeah. let's talk about why multifamily? Let me just, I always like to hear from my guests, whatever their investing strategy is. So why don't you just describe your strategy within multifamily? Is it value add? Is it traditional syndication? And why are you passionate for that strategy? To build your investing and help you obviously achieve the entrepreneurial dream and the lifestyle that you want. So tell us about your right. strategy and tell us why.
0: Yeah, so we started about nine years ago in multifamily um, I, and I came out of the oil and gas business. I was an accountant. Um, so it's easy transition. Um, it's all numbers and multifamily, uh, more income statement driven than uh, than comp driven. On valuation. So it's easy for me to understand that stuff. So we jumped right in, uh, went from did two passive deals and then jumped in syndicated a 76 unit deal and have been syndicating deals since um, our, since we've been in it for this whole cycle. Um, we, uh, we've been really, uh, we kind of had to change our, um, our the properties we were looking at uh, the past 18, I'd say months, even 24 months um, you know, early on, we were buying stuff on the market you know, our, our first indication deal was a B-class deal. We bought for 45 a door um, at an at a 8.25 cap and that was on the market, I mean, back wow. in 2012. So, uh, <laughs> things have changed. Things have changed. Uh, we've, we've actually refinanced that property twice now. So, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, nice. uh, but, you know, kind of fast forward to the past 18 months, we've bought uh, 78 million in multifamily um, assets. All of them been um, off market. Uh, off-market having two definitions, you know, in multifamily. One is a truly off-market where it's just you and the seller, um, no broken or involved. So, we did one of those and then uh, we, the rest were, you know, a handful of folks saw it before it hit the open market. So, um, but that's been it. I mean, so in this part of the cycle, we're definitely looking for a lower basis and a value-add component. Um, you know, buying a fixed-up asset today for cash flow. I'm uh, not sure if I trust the low cap rates, uh, but... Um, something where we can still find deals uh, where that need to be turned around and have management issues, rehab, you know, repair, stuff like that.
2: Yeah. And, and, and why, Kenny, why do you think that this this cycle being invested since 2010, what does it do for you in your entrepreneurial journey, your goals? How does it fit within your framework of your family? And, and why have you been so, so passionate for multifamily as a way to kind of pivot out of oil and gas and really, you know, provide for your family, create financial independence?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been a great tool for us. We've, um, you know, grown our net worth um, massively over the past, you know, nine years uh, through multifamily. Um, It's a great business to be in. People have to have places to live. Um, If they can't afford housing, you know, single family, then they got to be apartments. And then if the, housing um, market crashes, they got to move back into apartments. So, uh, apartments are, are a pretty safe bet. I mean, it's the only, not the only, but w- one of the only uh, real estate assets you can get non-recourse financing on from a, you know, from Fannie or Freddie, right? So, that kind of tells you how, uh, how it's not obviously safe, but it's it's, I'd say there's less risk in that as opposed to some other ways to do real estate. Um, you know, so it's a great tool for us. Uh, we've we've really uh, um, grown with it. We started vertically integrating. Um, so we we've, we've uh, bought a management company. We're about to buy a second one as well. Kind of bring that in house and have better control. Um, and then for the family, yeah, I mean, I get a, I mean, I I, I get to do what I love every day. I love coming to the office or flying around. Um, you know, to go see the properties and then um, adding adding new properties to the portfolio, bringing it out to our investors. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, our family—we're we're we're, uh, we're fortunate to to uh, to have, uh, um, you know, uh, kind of reap the rewards and all that. We get to travel with the family. We just surprised our 11-year-old daughter to a trip to Orlando to Harry Potter World for her birthday. So you can nice. do that kind of cool stuff when you have when you've created this cash flow and the net worth uh, through real estate.
2: Yeah. So help me understand a lot of people that you went right from being a CPA and jumping into multifamily, the income statement is a natural fit for you. Many people start investing in real estate at a much smaller level. You pretty much jumped right into multifamily. What gave you the confidence coming out of oil and gas to be able to just jump in directly into larger deals?
0: Right. So I had, so, um, so we were looking at, we were looking to exit the oil and gas business, um, on, on the active side. Um, and then, Um, and so we actually talked to family friend. Um, she was a uh, trust fund kid. And so, you know, you always want to do what, do what they do, you know, copy them, model them. (laughs) What works. Modeling works folks. Um, it's not a big secret, but, uh, so I asked, you know, her kind of what she did. And so anyways, she, she, uh, she got us connected to one of, uh, there's a, a guru group here in, in Texas, uh, down in Houston. Uh, anyways, we went to their two-day event. Um, and in, in that event, they talk about single family the first day. And so my wife and I were super excited um, about single family. We we're going to buy 10 houses. You know, we're, at the time, we were living in Shreveport, Louisiana, doing oil and gas, but we're going to buy in Dallas. Um, and then the next day, they talk about multifamily. Um, and so we said, forget single family is too much. work. Uh, <laughs> it took one day so, to change your mind, huh? One day to change our mind. And, and we had the capital to jump right in. Right. And that, that was, and we took our oil on gas money from, you know, doing that to, uh, roll right into multifamily.
2: Nice. So your first deal, tell it's me- just a great way to scale too. Yeah, it is a great way to scale. When you say that, help me, help me understand what you mean by that when, because I hear people talking about scale and growth all the time, but it kind of means different things to different people.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's all about scalability. So, like, uh, and it's um, multiple ways. So, we, we were always looking at 76 or 75 units and above uh, because we could afford a full-time third-party pa- property management company. Um, so, I didn't have to deal with any of the day-to-day stuff. I didn't want to do, I, I still don't know how to change out a toilet. Uh, I, I, I don't touch keys on our property. Uh, so, they handle all the day-to-day stuff. Um, so, we can focus on building our portfolio. So, that's one aspect to it. But another is that on the loans we get are non-recourse loans. So uh, those non-recourse loans, um, I think I've signed on, I don't know, probably 150 million probably on, on loans now. Uh, maybe maybe uh, right around there. But, um, but they're all, you know, all those are non-recourse. So they don't, um, it doesn't affect my borrowing ability. Or, but if you go to like single family, those are recourse loans. That's going to slow you down a little bit on how much you can borrow. Um, so it's all about yeah. scalability and, and being able to, to, to build your business quickly.
2: Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and want to finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. Yeah, so scale meaning don't have to touch tenants, toilets, keys, talk to tenants, and also on a lending perspective versus obviously what single family does. You've got to kind of get going with tenants, toilets, keys, buying properties, right. contractors, and every loan, if you get one, is, uh, of course, recourse lending, um, right. which is awesome. So, Kenny, tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on on your long-term plan. Are you looking, when you buy buildings now, value-add component, looking to force the appreciation? Are your investors that you're working with staying in deals with you long-term? Are you looking to refinance them out at some point um, what's kind of the long-term plan with, with your portfolio? Is it almost all buy, hold and build long-term wealth or help me understand what your thoughts are typically with the building?
0: Yeah. So i am am i am i am a, I'm, I'm, I'm a long-term holder. Uh, but, but we do try to do some kind of capital event in the first two or three years, uh, to get the majority of the investors money back to them. Um, yeah. And, and, and our deals, you know, if, if an investor comes in for 10%, they own 10% until they sell it or until we sell it. Um, so that they're, they're in it for the long haul. Um, but we do try to do that refi, get their money out. Um, and it's, uh, you know, like we, on the first indication deal, we just did our second refinance on the property and we've returned 386% of their money over those six years, you know, six, seven years. So it's, uh, it's pretty awesome too. And we still own it, you know? And so we've got our residents paying down our loan every month. Um, and yeah. we're still able to, um, cash flow on the property as well.
2: So, give give us a little bit more thoughts around that deal, if you don't mind telling us about it. When you when you hear somebody say we've returned three hundred and eighty six percent of the investors' money, a lot of people hear that and they're like, "Well, how does that work, right? How did that happen? <laughs> um, right. You know, especially in six years, where you're nearly given. I mean, you've given them back almost four times what they initially invested. So, if you if you don't mind talking through some deals, general numbers, just how, how sure. has that deal gone down with maybe. Uh, the the rent rolls going up, management getting more efficient, maybe the cap rates going down, property value going up. Help us understand.
0: Yeah, so we uh, so we, we bought it actually as a, as a as a yield play back in twenty twelve. There wasn't much for us to do. Um, the guy we bought it from had just bought it, cleaned house. New windows, new you know, kind of really dress it up. Um, but we actually introduced a new. We're on our second round of upgrades um, now. So we did one basic upgrade, did almost the entire property, and then now we introduced a new level of upgrade, and are getting an extra seventy-five to hundred bucks more a month on top of those. So um, you know, there's it's the thing where if you're going to hold it long term, you got to keep reinvesting back in the property, and it'll it'll keep you know treating you very well. Um, it was a you know '80s deal, um, all individual HVAC, pitched roof. Um, great location. It's right across the street from, uh, from elementary school. So our marketing budget is about zero. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's at 730 and 330. That's our marketing right there. One across the street. <laughs> nice. Drop off the kids. They got to go right by our property. So it's, it's a great location. Um, uh, we're able to keep raising rents that stays occupied at 95 to 100% um, uh, on the property. So it's, it's a great little deal. Uh, it's in Dallas-Fort Worth, which is obviously booming as well. So that helps um, uh, to be here in this market
2: nice um so let's talk a little bit more let's do a deeper dive kenny into the active versus passive uh discussion right half sure. half a lot of investors want to be active operators but either you know if you have time often don't have money and it allows right. you if you have time to be more of an on the active side there's many different hats you can obviously wear in multifamily from finding deals to you know, sourcing investors, to looking for you know insurance and lenders and networking and you know really being active on the deal side or the asset management side. And then there's the whole passive side, right? Or maybe being a key person or signing the PG or investing um, equity capital. So if let's talk first about active investors. You're obviously an active investor. You're looking for deal flow. Right. Um, what are some of the things that you're doing now, or maybe I know you have a conference that you guys do a couple times a year um, to help kind of joint venture with more operators, get more deal flow from operators? What are some of the tactics and things you're doing as an active operator, specifically wearing that hat, to find more buildings, find more deals, and build your portfolio on the active side?
0: Right. So, on the active side, uh, it's, it's really about networking. And, and all of multifamily is too, even if you're a passive, but networking is key. So, I was just in uh, Sarasota for two days at a, at a mastermind. Um, there's 6 billion of multifamily in the room. Uh, we're probably about 35 or 40 of us in the room. So, uh, th- that's great to be a part of that group. Um, we've, uh, we actually teamed up with one of those folks to take down a 400 unit deal down in Shreveport. Um, earlier this year. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, but they also, you also learn from each other as well. So on the active side, to have that kind of a caliber group around you is awesome to learn from and, and help others as well. And then uh, team up as well to take down large deals. Um, so that's good. Um, and then also, yeah, we put on the conference um, obviously, um, as well. It's kind of uh, obviously networking as well. And then Um, you know, whenever we buy a, um, whenever the first time we buy a property, it seems like in a new city, we've got to buy about a hundred units for them to believe that we can really buy the deal. Uh, Mm -hmm. So our first deal there in Cleveland was in Euclid, it's 126 units, which is, which is small for us. We, you know, it was uh, no problem to raise the funds or anything, but, uh, but uh, now that we bought that first one, now we're starting to see much bigger deal flow uh, from brokers that know that we're a proven buyer. Uh, there in Cleveland, so sure. um, that's another thing too. Is is once you buy that first one in that city, you're you're kind of known as a buyer and a closer. Um, you get a reputation quickly. Um, so we don't retrade on our deals. Um, it's it's you get a bad name quickly in this business if you do that. So. Yeah. Um so it's really networking with brokers. Um, we started buying management companies, and so our so that's kind of how we've been growing. But prior to that, um, we were using third party management companies. Um, so you'd have to inter- we'd have to interview them. Uh, you know, pick the right ones, plug them in, and then work with them.
2: Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, there's a couple different strategies there for those people who are listening. So Kenny talked about masterminds and partnering and joint venturing. Then he talked about you know getting in with brokers, especially with off-market properties. And again, there's kind of two types of off-market. There's truly off-market, direct-to-seller, and then there's off-market with a broker who's got a, basically a pocket listing. Um, that's a big part of it. And then buying management companies or knowing management companies that, because management companies typically know when somebody's about to sell or when right. somebody's going to buy, or when somebody's you know becoming a tired landlord and they're thinking about selling, they know that stuff in advance, and they'll often be involved somehow in that transaction. Especially if they're a, a decent management company and the seller or the owner trusts them, they'll have right. more more inside scoop. Sometimes the management company is the problem, right? And then they don't they don't know they don't know that they're about to get booted out the front door. Um, So, so before we move into the passive side of things, you mentioned your conference, right? The multifamily investor network, you partnered up with disrupt equity to put this on a couple times a year, you do it in massive cities, right? Houston, San Francisco, and Boston. What is the multifamily investor network? How can people plug into it? What do you guys do there? What's kind of the, the mission of that group?
0: So yeah, the website is mfinvestornetwork.com. Investor Network.com. But uh, so what it is is uh, we you know a lot of these two day conferences. There's always something like twenty or thirty thousand dollar ticket item to buy at the end. Uh, we, so we just created this conference as a just net, net networking education. Uh, so we fly in national speakers to the uh, to the events three times a year. Um, in the cities you mentioned. Next one is in Houston, February 8th, but uh, flying some national speakers. We've got vendors that do breakout sessions as well. So you can learn about management uh, companies, you've got insurance, title, all kinds of breakouts there as well. Um, and, and, you know, in, in Houston, we're expecting about 400 people there that are interested in multifamily investing, uh, mm-hmm. whether they're new or or seasoned syndicators, you know, um, as well, we, we see it, We see the, the full gamut. Uh, so it's really just education, networking, um, Uh, And then if, and then, so if you go to the website, use the super secret code wolf, uh, you'll you'll get a bit of a discount. So
2: yes, (laughs) I like the super secret code wolf. Um, And uh, you guys make sure you check that out. I'm actually, it's interesting. um, The more and more multifamily investors that I mastermind with and talk with, I'm learning about all these amazing events. Um, And wolf, by the way, is with an E. So W O L F E. Um, so plug that in, but um, it's amazing how many things are going on there. And then I'm also seeing there's a tremendous amount of overlap, right? So you'll because the the world of multifamily is not that big. That at different events that you're going to, you see some of the same guys, right? Some of the same characters right. hanging out there. Um, but there's a, everyone's got a different strategy for finding deals, different strategies for raising capital, different vendors to work with. Um, so, yeah, Kenny, when we're talking offline, let's make sure we communicate on that because I'll definitely want to be there, but also could be a, a vendor sponsor um, okay, sure. for, for that event. So, let's talk about that. My newest and most powerful real estate investing book, The Flip System, is now available. And for a limited time, you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com forward slash podcast. Using the same proven principles, secrets, and investing strategies I'm sharing in this book, I've been able to personally close over 750 highly profitable real estate deals over the last 15 years, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million of private money, and acquire over 2,000 units of apartments. Get my newest book now for free for a limited time at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. That's getflipsystem.com slash podcast. So Kenny, on the passive side, right? A lot of people that, again, have money but no time. Earlier we talked about people with time and not as much money. Sometimes you have people with both, right? Guys like us that have time and money. Uh, which is awesome. But sometimes people have one or the other, right? You have now you have guys with money, you know, accredited investors, doctors, lawyers, business owners, e-com guys, but no time. Um, So what are some of your thoughts around, you know, building relationships with those guys, recruiting capital, um, and then kind of having a devastating offer for them as a way to, for them to invest passively in your real estate deals? Like how do you basically get their attention, I guess is what I'm asking. Sure. Yeah. So we, um, you know,
0: we put on, um, you know, this infant conference. That's one of them. I speak at a whole bunch of other folks events too. Uh, so that's a way to kind of get in touch with everybody. Um, uh, and then we have a pretty big uh, social media presence as well. So we do a lot of stuff on YouTube. Uh, we, we, we had a web TV show for 17 episodes on YouTube as well. Uh, commercial cash flow show. Um, so always trying to get our name out there. Uh, meet folks, uh, meet new folks as well. We host a monthly meetup here in Dallas. Um, have for three years. Um, so we've been doing that kind of stuff. And then we host a big, uh, if you invest with Wolf Investments, we host a big party downtown Plano, Texas. I uh, have live music. And th- th- this this year's theme was uh, Monopoly. Uh, so it was pretty cool. Uh, well, it was actually Wolfopoly. So head had all our properties on the um, Monopoly board. So nice. uh, it was pretty cool. So it was fun. So we got, you know, we're always active in that, kind of reaching out to new folks. Um, we're about to plan a big friends and family event here in Dallas. So uh, folks that invest with us can invite their, yeah, you know, friends, family, whoever they want to, um, you know, as a, as a referral way uh, to get in touch with
2: us um, to meet new folks. Nice. So meetups, your conference, you're using social media, your web show, you do podcasts like the one we're doing right now, right? You've yep. obviously got your website and then, you know, doing a number of different types of, I guess, more local events for investors, friends and family. Um, all different ways and strategies to meet people. I'm sure, Kenny, you find yourself, it, every transaction is a little bit different. Sometimes you might be using a Reg D 506B. Sometimes right. it might be 506C. Um, but you're constantly, what I found is I, I think there's I'm starting to see more and more people, and I'd love to hear your take on this, more and more people using Facebook for 506C recruiting. So they're doing general solicitation, looking for accredited investors. And I, I just did a podcast on this this week where I, I was always kind of almost taking a jab at some investors that are like, hey, I have this multifamily deal. It's a 506C. Make sure you check it out and subscribe. We're going to sell out fast. Then the next week, it's like the same message. <laughs> We're going to sell out fast. Then three weeks later, they're still on Facebook saying, we only have three spots left. Right. And there's and that's fine like I, I don't want to make fun of them and but there's a there's a big difference between using 506c as a flat out cold call recruiting spam technique right right and that works to some degree to recruit capital. There's another way of using 506c when you are also building relationships with people and you're really using it more as a tool to just kind of take take the handcuffs off of your marketing so you can talk about your deal flow, but really providing value, providing education, giving people something that they can actually sink their teeth into, then pulling them potentially off of social media, maybe through Messenger, maybe through individual emails or phone calls. And then spending the time to create relationships. So, just talk about how you've done that so successfully. So we did one five hundred six C. So I'm old
0: school. I I, I like the five hundred six B. Me too, to man. Me you. too. Yeah, I like the five hundred six B. We've got uh, I think almost nine hundred investors on our database now. Um, so we you know we we did one five hundred six C. Um, it was a, you know, $6 million raise there for Shreeport, Louisiana, a big value ideal. Um, the, uh, you know, we did that 506C to try it out. Um, we orphaned like 35 to 40% of our, our, of our investor base because they're sophisticated, not accredited. Um, yeah. So, but the, we, then we didn't make up that 35, 40% of that database uh, by, you know, uh, posting on social media or, you know, wherever else you can, you can advertise for it. So, um, so, I don't plan on doing another 506C. I, w- I want 506B from here on out.
2: Yeah. So people ask the question, well, if you're not general soliciting and you're going with B, well, then what do I do to make relationships? And frankly, we've already covered that, right? We've covered things like delivering content without an offer, like the web show. We've talked about podcasts, delivering content without an offer. We've talked about the Multifamily Investor Network Conference. We've talked about your meetup group. We've talked about your friends and family offerings and asking for referrals and getting referrals and treating people amazingly well, right? All those are strategies. Is there right. anything else, Kenny, that you wanted to add to that? Because that really was would have been the answer to my question if I'd have asked it, right? Is How do you build relationships and create contacts if you're not using 506C?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, 506B, it, it definitely gets us on the road a lot. I got to speak in a lot more events, um, and, uh, do all these touch points with the podcast like this. Um, and then, um, we're going to get kick, kick back up our web TV show here, uh, next year as well. Um, so it's, it's, it does make it a little bit more legwork on that, fr- on that end. But, um, I think it gives a better, um, a better, uh, feel for the investor because they actually know you somewhat. Um, they, you right. know, a lot of them come to our events, they seek us out, Um, where they can find us, you know, um, speak to us in person. We did that, we have, I've got a great marketing uh, team here, but uh, they they ran the numbers. And I think 70% of our investors um, um, came from our, came from a a in-person meeting. Um, yeah. and then the rest came through social media and then they did the, the in-person meeting, but everybody wants to meet, meet you face to face. Uh, and which is, you know, if you think about it, you know, our minimums are 50 K for a multifamily deal. So we're, you know, this is the people do want to know who they're investing 50 K, a hundred, 200 K with, you know? Yeah. You bet. Uh, so, um, and so I, I just think if I was 60, you're going to get folks that, um, either, I don't know. I think it's a little, uh, Anyways, we'll, we'll I won't pick on the 506C guys, but the uh, uh, I prefer the Bs I think you, c- because you because you do know the people, right? It's yeah. a it's a better yeah. it's a better better field of the business for me.
2: Well, you know, too, Kenny, like you know, somebody with all of the crowdfunding platforms that are out there now: CrowdStreet, YieldStreet, Street, Cadre, all these different crowdfunding platforms. If people want to invest. And have somebody else do the due diligence, what I see when we get those kind of leads and we did a 506C campaign two years ago, we ramped up a 506C fund. We did a bunch of advertising. We were getting opt-ins for about 50 bucks an opt-in. What we found was that almost nobody would get on the phone with us. They wanted information. They wanted a packet. And then if they did invest or they were interested in investing, they were talking about like a $5,000 commitment or a $25,000 commitment. Right. Why? Because no relationship, right? It was right. just, they were just investing in a platform, not in a relationship. So I think that's what people are dealing with with 506C is that they're toggling the fence between B and, and crowdfunding. And if you're going to go with a general solicitation, my advice would still be to use 506C, but to do it with the intention of creating relationships, just kind of taking the gloves off. And same thing with you, Kenny, we have a ton of sophisticated but non-accredited investors. So you orphan them if you go with C. And I would tell people, look, if you're thinking you're just going to go with C, you're going to throw your multifamily deal up on Facebook, Instagram, social media, Email marketing and get leads and people are gonna invest and they're gonna invest substantial amounts of money. I think you're, you know, you're smoking something. It's not gonna happen. Right. Because if they're gonna invest, they would rather just be like, well, I'm gonna go with a crowdfunding platform because they're gonna vet out the operator. They're gonna do the due diligence, and then they can invest a small amount of money, right? So I don't know if you've, you've obviously experienced very similar things. That's why you've gone with B. So any additional thoughts on that or even thoughts on what crowdfunding, if you've had good or bad experiences with your investors considering that option versus what you do?
0: Yeah. So we, I mean, we've talked to the crowdfund guys and it's probably been a year or so, but I wasn't all that impressed on how much they could raise. Um, and then, and then how much they took of the deal. It just was to me not worth it because we've got such a big marketing machine uh, that it wasn't worth it for me to go, you know, get ten five $5,000 investors, uh, you know, to, to, to get up to, you know, $3, four five million dollar deal that's a lot of investors you've got to have no doubt. Uh, so to me it was it wasn't worth it um, I, I think it's a budding industry I think it's gonna grain I think it's gonna gain some steam um, that's probably something we'd revisit down in the future but uh, right now with you know 900 plus people on our you know on our in, in our investor list there's really no um, you know right now we just don't have the need for that
2: yeah absolutely well fantastic Kenny listen Um, I wanted to just give you an opportunity again to have our audience connect with you, whether they want to join venture on a deal or potentially invest in a deal or just get to know you better, come to your conference. Um, Tell us just a little bit about where they connect. I know you have a book, so tell us about your book on Amazon, your website and where they can connect with you.
0: Yeah, so our our book—I sold one book in Australia, um, and then nice. we were bestseller for a day. So we're, I'm an international bestseller.
2: <laughs> nice international bestseller. Who else can say that? That's awesome. That's right. Uh,
0: so it's it's uh, it's called Investing in the Dream. It's on Amazon. Uh, check it out. I'm actually working on a second book now, uh, which will uh, so that that the the first one's about investing, kind of ha- kind of how we got started, um, and how for folks to get started in the business as well. Um, and then, uh, this next book I'm working on is some of the funny stories we come across by owning all these deals. Cause and there's a whole chapter on animals and the weird stuff people do and all that. So, uh, so that, that'll be a fun book to write this over the holidays. And so, uh, so that's coming out. And then, yeah, the, our website is wolf, W-O-L-F-E dash investments.com. Um, uh, that's the best place to reach us. We're on Facebook, uh, you know, YouTube, social media, LinkedIn as well. So, and then we've got the conferences. So check those out. Um, it's a great way to network um, and meet, you know, Houston, like I said, it's going to be about 400 people there. Uh, it be a massive event. It's at the West End, super nice, uh, plated meal. So you have to run off and go get a bag lunch from somewhere. Uh, this is, and it's all about networking and round tables. So.
2: Fantastic. I love it. Well, there you have it. Kenny, listen, I just wanted to ask you one final question, which is as an entrepreneur, whether you invest in multifamily or invest in an e-com business or you're into you know selling cars, whatever you sell, I always like to ask my guests about what are just one or two of their best thoughts, strategies, hacks, habits. What are some of the things that they do that they think has helped them become just a successful entrepreneur? So what are some things maybe that you've done or habits that you have, books that you've read, things that have had a big impact on your life, habits that you have, things you do that have really made you just a flat out successful entrepreneur regardless of the niche that you're in?
0: Uh, I mean, I think modeling is, is key. Um, So, uh, you know, my favorite uh, book genre is, 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 uh, is business, uh, business, um, business, uh, uh, business. But biographies. Um, and so, um, anyways, the, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm reading one about the Guggenheims now, uh, which is fascinating to me. Other folks probably don't think that's fascinating, but, uh, but it's, you know, read about JP Morgan, uh, you know, Rockefeller, all those folks that build up businesses, It uh, and doesn't have to necessarily be in your, in your sphere anyways. And you can, uh, you know, learn nuggets from from everybody. But uh, big Warren Buffett fan, obviously, and we're 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 in the investing business, so is he. Uh, so don't learn as much from them. I try to go to the Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting every year. Uh, that's an amazing event. If you don't get a, if you get a chance to go, he's not getting any younger. So go, yeah. go out, say hi to Warren. Um, uh, so I'm usually there. It's the first weekend of May. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, you know, something on the personal side. I mean, I, you know, uh, we're um, I'm a CrossFitter, so I like to do that kind of stuff nice. uh, with the family. Um, our our 11-year-old daughter now, she does it um, as well. So, and wife and, and all that. So, um, so we're big into that. Um, the And then every, every morning, I, I take maybe just one or two minutes, wake up and, and focus on kind of three things I'm grateful for. Um, and it can be everything from family to um, to my my favorite pen. So, uh, you know, it could be, you know, you just kind of pick three things. Um, uh, and it, 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 it helps me start the day out, right?
2: Favorite pen. There you go. I love I'm it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Kenny Wolf, thanks so much for joining us today on Accelerated Investor. Look forward to seeing you at the uh, Multifamily Investor Network Conference. Check out his book again, Investing in the Dream on Amazon and wolf investments.com
1: we <smart noise> You've been listening to Josh Cantwell and the Accelerated Investor Podcast. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next or who you'd like Josh to interview. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and his companies, Strategic Real Estate Coach and Freeland Ventures on all social media platforms now and stay up to date on new training and investment opportunities. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always Dreamed of. Apply for coaching at Josh <laughs>